Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Got okay. You. We got it. Are we talking about Black is King today? We are going to mix it up. Okay. I'm not going to even tell you what we're talking about. All right. About. You All right. Still, I'm, I'm just going to, you throw it my way. We'll see what Don't happens. Worry. We got it. We got it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Motherhood in Black and White. I am Kanji. I'm Tara. And it's so good to be back with you, Tara. Yes, it's good to see you today. It's been a couple of weeks since we saw each other. Yes, I think when we just were starting to get this podcast together, we launched and had a couple of episodes that we wanted to put out the first day Mm -hmm. just to get a feel of what we were doing. And we got ahead of the game, especially with school starting. Right. Right. So here in Texas, schools went back in session a week and a half ago. Yeah, it's been a little all over the place. I think some of them started last week. Some people started this week. It's, it, but it's been mostly over the last seven, 10 days that we've been back. And your school system went in virtual, correct? That's correct. We're virtual for the first four weeks currently. And we started last Wednesday. And how's that going? It's going okay. I'll say I'll say a couple of things. The first thing I'll say is they've done a fantastic job since the springtime. The system is much easier to navigate. We totally know what we're doing as far as how to turn things in and do things and even being online with your class for a specific amount of time a day for the synchronous part of it is going super great. The school did a great job. My son and I, we are figuring it out. <laughs> It is really hard. You know, I've been talking to friends and what I think it has boiled down to for me is it's difficult to spread my mental energy when I'm trying to work at home and keep him on task and make sure he's hitting all those buttons, right? And so I think that's just made us both, our patience is a little thin. I I told you earlier, I've had two times, I've had to put myself in timeout, go lay down and give myself five minutes, but- Only five minutes. Only five minutes, because I still have to work and I still have to make sure he's doing his part. But I've had to take a couple of little breaks and we've had two little meltdowns where there were tears, but- We still love each other. We're figuring it out. We're just figuring it out. And I think that having our guest speaking about the homeschool experience and what she's going to bring to the conversation, maybe she'll give us some some tips and tools. So two timeouts is all you will need. Yeah, I hope so. I'm very excited. I I hope I don't override her with the Spanish Inquisition. I am super into, I have so many questions. We need lots of help with some of the homeschool (laughs) advice. And again, I think I shared with you last week or a couple of episodes ago that Mm -hmm. Roman is going to be going back to school, but he is also doing virtual. The entire school district is doing a virtual learning platform for the first three weeks. Mm-hmm. Today, the internet went down system-wide. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, and the teachers, I, we just got to give them a whole bunch of grace. You know, everybody, the administrators, the teachers, everyone's figuring this out. But this is Roman's, you know, introduction of, into middle school. And he was like, Mom, I don't think I like middle school. Oh, and I said, so you, tough. You don't like school. It's not that you don't like middle school. Yeah. But then he, he had breakfast. And I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm walking to school. And he stomped up the stairs. <laughs> I just had to laugh a little bit. He's a comedian. You got to address it with humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. And I'm glad that Roman's home this week, especially because we were able to integrate some current events into his learning. And last Wednesday night was the DNC and the nomination of the first woman of color. So incredible. To a major party platform ticket. I keep thinking about that 25 year old Indian woman, all of five feet tall, who gave birth to me at Kaiser Hospital in Oakland, California. 
On that day, she probably could have never imagined that I would be standing before you now and speaking these words. I accept your nomination for Vice President of the United States of America. In listening to Kamala Harris speak, Senator Harris speak, I couldn't help but wonder how her mother must have felt had she been alive. You know, and Senator Harris's mom passed of colon cancer back in 2009. And I have a tendency now to look at everything from a mom lens. Right. You know, yes. Like, oh, how would the mom feel? And if I just were cry. me. Yes, yeah. I just cry a lot at oh, everything. Yeah. Know, every commercial I'm watching, I'm watching a car commercial, and I'm just crying like that little baby <laughs> in the car. That could happen. That's so sad. He's so upset. <laughs> so shout out to all the marketing folks who know how to get our emotions going. Push those buttons. Yeah. Man. But it was great just to see the the diversity that was on display at the Democratic National Convention this week. And I love watching and listening to the feedback and how people were able to receive it. And again, Senator Harris, Kamala Harris's mom, who died of colon cancer, she was a pioneer in her own right. Mm. You know, she was a woman of Indian heritage who fought for black civil rights. And that's how she met Kamala's father. Mm -hmm. They were part of the black civil rights movement in the 1960s. And that just shows you like, you don't have to look a certain way or be a certain person of heritage or a certain ethnicity to fight for basic human rights. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I took away from that. And what did you take away from the uh, the convention last week and the nomination of of Senator Harris? Like, what did that mean to you? Yeah. uh, So my school started this week. So I'm behind. I have not been keeping up with the the conference that's going on. But I do know about the nomination. And I was ecstatic. For me, I felt like she was a great choice. I'm very excited about this ticket. I'm blown away. Here we are. And a woman of color has been nominated for, you know, the second highest office in the country. It's, It's incredible. I gave birth to Roman on January 19th, 2009. And the day after I gave birth to him was President Obama's inauguration. Oh, wow. It was January 20th, 2009. So I remember vividly sitting in the hospital with my newborn son. Oh, my God. And I just looked at him and thought he would never know a world where right. he could not be the president of the United States. Oh, my God. I that's chills. what he had to look yeah. forward to. And I share that with you just to say for all the women out there who are raising girls and have daughters of color, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what the outcome is, in this election, let Senator Harris's nomination be something that you share with your daughters, regardless of what your politics and your beliefs right. are. The fact that she is the first woman of color to mm-hmm. be nominated just opens up doors for all of our girls. And Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I see nothing but hope in that. So we just will keep on learning and sharing. And I'm going to have to keep on making sure that I share things with you because Roman yeah. is clearly not the only one that I need to homeschool. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Don't well, be embarrassed. And then you were talking about now that Roman's home, you're like, bringing him up to speed on the DNC and the, the, the current events. I'm like, we are not doing that in my house. That is not on the I lesson plan. to get myself together. <laughs> but also have not fed my child oh, in several days. So well, you know, give or take, you well, know, give a little. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. And I'm, I, that's why I'm struggling with how to do this homeschool thing. And I am fortunate because of right now we're only doing it for two or three weeks. Yeah. But I still would love advice and guidance on how to do it and, you know, to do it successfully because it's just an area I'm struggling with. Absolutely. And so that's why I'm very excited about our guest today. Um, This is a friend of mine that I reached out to uh, when we started the podcast and we knew we were going to do sort of a back to school episode with this virtual learning and homeschool. And so I reached out to LaToya. She's been homeschooling her kids 
like homeschooling, not school at home, but, you know, doing her own curriculum and stuff for some time now. And I've been following her sort of on social and been super impressed. So I was so happy when she said she would join us today. I'm glad that she can join us. And we're going to welcome LaToya to the conversation. LaToya, hi, I'm Kanji. It is so lovely to meet you. Welcome. Hi, Kanji. How's it going? Things are going really well. Hey, LaToya. Hey, girl. How are you doing? Hi, Tara. I'm good. So excited that you're here. I know you were a little nervous. A lot of nervous. <laughs> we're going to make it so easy. Easy, I promise. You're gonna you're gonna love it. Okay. Awesome. Well, first I just wanted to thank you in person and just tell you thank you so much for joining us today. We've all been sort of dealing with this at home school situation and I've been watching you do it for has it been two <laughs> years now? How long have you been doing this? Fall two thousand nineteen was our first year. Oh, actually. Okay. That was our test year. <laughs> wow, aren't you glad you got in before the pandemic, right? I know. And glad and a little bit sad because yeah, COVID. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> so, Latoya, you said last year was your first year. Can you talk to us a little bit about the decision to homeschool and pull your kids out of school? And you say kids. How many kids do you have? Their ages? I have four. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna back it up and do a little early intro. Um, you are my hero on so many <laughs> levels already. Yeah. So before we jump into the questions, I'll just give a little background on how Latoya and I know each other, and then I'll let her share a little bit too. But um, so the funny story about us is that we were both pregnant at the same time when you were having your second, right, LaToya? Yes. Yes, that's right. Okay. And we were both due in August Mm -hmm. and we were on a message board for moms (laughs) that were (laughs) pregnant and due and we were on one due at the same time. And so- You know, I don't know anybody out there that does these message boards, but it's a wild ride all day, you know, women talking to each other about this experience. And I know from my perspective, LaToya, I felt connected to you in a few ways. Number one, we both live in the same Metroplex. Yes. And number two, we both went to high school in the same city. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So different high schools, but we both knew of each other's high schools and we kind of had a similar background in that way. Yes. And and then I don't know about you, but I always felt like you were so helpful because you'd already done, you'd already had a kid, you were on your yeah. second. So a lot of us were on our first and we would just run to you all the time <laughs> and be like, Latoya, please tell me what to do. <laughs> you were always yes. so helpful. So thank you 10 years later for that. Thank you. And that's so funny because we've actually actually never met in person. That's right. We're internet friends. And you're keeping the trend going. <laughs> yeah, it's been almost like 11 years and we've never met <laughs> I know. It's so weird. I mean, we moved that obviously off the message board to social media. Yes. And I, I feel like you're my friend. I mean, we know each other. Like the most supportive you can be online. That's Tara. Like she's so positive. She's so supportive. And I'm like, I you know how we're doing this, but we are. <laughs> oh, well, right back at you for sure. For sure. I love Thank it. Um, so Kanji asked you, do you have four kids? Yes. <laughs> four. So I have four girls, all girls, no boys mm-hmm. over here. I have a 16 year old. I have a 10 year old. I have a seven year old. And I have a 17 month old. A lot of divaness in this house. you'd just be the queen diva there basically so share with us why did you make the decision to homeschool okay um so the two middle children the seven and ten year old we had just started them at a newly built charter school that was in our area it was a new campus but the charter school brand itself was not brand new so when 
one was in kindergarten and one was going to third grade, we were like, hey, let's try out this new school, see what it's about. And I liked the school. I did. I liked it a lot. I loved their teachers. But the things I did not like kind of outweighed that. They did not have a playground. They did not have a library. They did not have a real gym. (laughs) They didn't have a cafeteria. Wow. And yeah, and it was kind of things that we, all of us parents thought, I wouldn't even ask that. Like if a school has that, (laughs) you know, I just think it's a given. So then when we found out there wasn't any of those things and they were kind of just in the works, it just kept bugging me, kept bugging me. And then the other things that come with charter school, they're tuition free, of course, but Everything else was adding up, the specific uniforms, the field trips even seemed to cost more than public school and on top of supplies and fine art fees and all this. And I was like, "Eh," you know, I said to my husband, I said, I don't know how you feel about this. And why don't we just homeschool next year? And he said no that's what you want to do wow. <laughs> he was like you go home uh, you, yeah, you <laughs> wanted to right he was very like specific you and I said well it would have to be we I'm gonna need a little <laughs> yeah. bit of help yeah so we did decide to do that and also I didn't also like um this is kind of a Texas thing though the compulsory attendance right uh laws that they have here drive me crazy crazy Mm. because I am that mom that if my child is sick, I'm going to keep them home. I don't care if it's for a whole week. If they're that sick, that's where they're going to be. So we would have issues with they're like, I don't know, they're out too much. And I mean, but their grades were fine. So it was just one other thing that pushed this mom over the edge. And that's how we just came to homeschool. We said we'd try it for a year and see how it goes. Can I back that up one second? Mm -hmm. I I don't think I knew about the transition from public to charter first. What what made you transition from public to charter? Yeah, so okay. <laughs> the 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 child uh that was going into kindergarten Edda, that's my 7-year-old. She was going to a private Christian pre-K at first. Loved it there, but it's money. Mm. So I decided I would not let her continue there. Meanwhile, her older sister who was in second grade at the time her public school was, it was okay. You know, it was, it was there. It did its job. Mm-hmm. Um, but also Kyla, that's the 10 year old. She has, um, sensory processing, uh, disorder. Got you. And yeah. And she's the type just kind of timid. It, it doesn't have to be anything that someone does directly to her. It's just the environment. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of felt like that environment wasn't really good for her. So that was uh, when we decided, okay, this new charter school is coming into town. Let's see what it's about, you know, try it out. Okay, well, that makes sense. I can understand that. And especially if you've got two in that same school, I would understand. Exactly. They'd have each other. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yes. And and so you have four kids that are home now. One, One is a toddler. Yes. What does the average day look like for you now? And how do you navigate that? So our 16-year-old still goes to public school. She will be doing virtual learning this year. The the other two were kind of like, we're kind of a laid back. We're structured, but I'm not, I don't run too much of a tight ship because life happens. So Well, and you got four kids. (laughs) Right, four kids. So we start, we try to start school around 10 a.m. every day. We kind of start with Alexa. Alexa kind of wakes us up. Good morning, Alexa, you know, and she tells us the good news. I kind of have a little set schedule for Alexa to tell us a few good things and then the weather. And then after that, if there's any news that sparks our interest, we talk about that. Then we move on to little 
soft music <laughs> so we can start school. And we usually start with math. The girls have, of course, their own workbooks because we're doing this year, fifth grade and second grade. It's norm- normally not anything I have to teach. A lot of the curriculum I choose, it's self-taught. And then if they need you know, me to step in, we step in, we go in further, whatever we need to do. We try not to stay on any subject longer than 25 minutes, maybe. Wow. If it starts getting to 30, we say, hey, we're done with this. Let's move on to the next thing. We'll pick it back up the next day. And Latoya, where do you get the curriculum from? Everywhere. Um, <laughs> it's, I first started with Facebook groups. I mean, as you all probably know, you can get on there in whatever you're interested in. There's probably a Facebook group for you. So, <laughs> social media. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so oh, social media is so nice. Yeah. Yes, yes. So that is that's kind of I I delved into those groups first, got ideas from, you know, veteran homeschoolers. um, And then I, you know, researched things myself. My thing is, I didn't want to spend a lot of money. So I I start free first. I try to find the free things first. And we build off on there. And that's what we did. We started with an all in one free curriculum that I'd found. And once we started it, then I can say, okay, this doesn't work for us. This doesn't work for this kid. And then I start researching more for those different subjects for that age group and things like that. So their math is a different curriculum from their English language arts. Their foreign language is its own thing. Their handwriting is their own thing. Their science and history is a different thing. Wow. It's really just things that I kind of pour hours into looking at it myself, trying out things, ordering samples and seeing if they'll work. How does a parent who maybe currently has their kids in homeschool, and you know, we talked about that compulsory attendance thing, how does that work Mm -hmm. um, sort of logistically pulling your kid out of school and going into a homeschool curriculum, Mm -hmm. tracking their progress? How does how do you do that? Well, with Texas, we are uh, Texas has most lax homeschool laws out of all the states, really. Wow. As long as it's K through eighth grade. You are on your own. Mm. You don't report grades. You don't report hours. You don't report anything um, other than you have to withdraw them from whatever public school they were in, if they were ever in public school. Officially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever it is. You do have to send a letter uh, for that. Um, And that's really all I did, too. I sent a certified letter. And uh, that was that was it. They were out of the school system and they were all mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. How do you assess where they are, their progress? Each curriculum that you have, well, first you have to know where they are so you can buy the correct levels and things like that. Each curriculum has its own placement test. And that's where I started uh, right before we got into homeschooling to see where they are for each curriculum. As far as throughout the year, how they're doing, you're there. You, mm. you know, as they're doing it, how well they're doing it. If you need if they're to picking pull it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You absolutely know. So I don't give my kids tests because I already know where they are. Tests are so you can see where your child is or the teachers can see where their students are and how they compare to the other students. But we don't have other students. So all I need to know is they've learned the material. They've retained the material. And then I move on. Wow. Do you have any background in education? Mm. Not really. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, before I had children of my own, uh-huh. I worked in various daycares. Okay. And then the only other thing that I've here, done here recently is I was the assistant director at a daycare for three years uh, that a friend of mine owns. Um, so I did have experience buying curriculum for that school and, you know, things like that. But other than that, no, 
no, it's all these curriculums I buy. LaToya, before you joined us, your girl Tara was talking about (laughs) some of the problems that she's had homeschooling her son um, and and just the balance between being a mom versus being a teacher and how it's been to kind of work in her nerves. How do you... (laughs) you, And you're exactly right, by the way. (laughs) I think that Tara says she has put herself in a couple of timeouts. So I'm going to need you to help her to not get put in another timeout. What, What advice would you tell her or any mom that's kind of struggling with or has challenges navigating being a mom and being a teacher? What, what advice could you give or would you well, offer? Well, I think the most important advice is your mom first. And you don't want to have a negative relationship, parent and child relationship with your child. So I feel like if you put that to the forefront, and and not teacher mom, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you'll do much better because that stress is not there that, hey, you need to listen to me so we can get this work done because I'm your teacher. You can say that all day long. And the kid is like, no, your mom. Yeah, it would just be like a struggle to do that. So I say, don't force that. Don't force that part of it, especially if you're doing any type of virtual schooling that's still connected to your school district. And you're like, hey, we ain't doing this forever. We're we trying to get through. Just get through it. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> That is the best advice yes. I've heard. <laughs> just, just get, get through, through it. it. <laughs> yes. I mean, you have to. It doesn't make any sense to stress over it when there's probably thousands of other families in your school district that's going through the same thing. You guys are not good. Your kids are not going to be behind at all. Well, and I love that. And that kind of leads into what I was going to ask you next, which is, you know, you talked about with your kids, you're with them all day, you're doing the curriculum. So you know how they're doing as far as their mm-hmm. progress. And I think that is a big fear for parents that are having to do virtual school right now and our kids not being in the school system is that they're going to be behind when they get back, right. you know? Right. I mean, and you don't think that's the case. I, I don't think so at all because it's with all the issues that I've seen my friends having, the ones who have already started from technical issues to the child just not really wanting to do that. They don't want to sit in front of that computer. They don't, your kid's normal. You guys are normal. Like I guarantee you everybody else is like pulling their hair up yeah. too, trying to like just get even the teachers. And I feel so bad for them because they have to do both. And our teachers that have kids even worse, you know? Oh God. Yes, that's true. That's so true. Before we let you go, because I know you got to get back to those four kids. I have <laughs> I didn't tell Kanji that ahead of time, so that was a fun <laughs> surprise. You should have seen her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how many? And, and we, we thank you for sharing your, your time with us. I know that for me, we have had issues with having um, our one son, we, I, one and done. But the expense that you'd mentioned about one of the reasons you decided to to pull your, your, your kindergartner out of private school is because of how expensive it is. Mm-hmm. One of the issues that I've had is the expense of my expanding and exploding grocery bill. <laughs> Feeding me the kids, man. All day. Now, do your kids eat all day? That's my question for you. Do do the girls, is it different with girls? Do they eat all day? They, let me tell you, they would eat all day if we let them. Yeah. But they're kind of like, I I will tell you, I am the disciplinarian in the relationship. I believe that. (laughs) My husband is more like, "Eh, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, but it's like they know that mom is like, hey, 
you get snacked twice a day. <laughs> times are these times that that's you get a you know where to go uh, and they listen you like. to you. How do you do that, Latoya? How do you make I them think listen to you? Of me, Tara. Like, <laughs> and let's keep in mind, I do not yell at my children. I don't beat them. I don't do anything <laughs> like that. But for some reason, it is just like we better do what mom says. Mom engaged to your house, Latoya. <laughs> Latoya said, I, "We you get two snacks a day." Latoya, nobody needs Alexa. We need Latoya. <laughs> we need I need Latoya. And, and that's my son. I need Latoya. I need your voice on my phone every time I go to the refrigerator. You'd be like, "Kanji, you only need two snacks a day." Yes. And I'm Excuse me, Tara. Why are you back in the kitchen? I am confused. <laughs> back up out of the kitchen when I hear Latoya. So we are going to market. I'm. A, well, I personally, as a lawyer, I'm gonna market your voice. And we're gonna work the software and get some app. It's gonna be called the Latoya. You don't need to eat because you at home. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Whatever helps, I'm, I'm there. That's why we are so thankful that you were here because you talk to and you get advice from veteran homeschoolers or people that have done yes. this. You know, this isn't your first rodeo. You've been in this world, which is why we yes. wanted to have your voice to kind of just offer wisdom and to offer some 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 guidance for people. And we love that you said just get through it. Uh, yeah. yeah, get through it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's it. That's all. <laughs> I, I'm writing that down. That's our that's our next saying. <laughs> Latoya, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so grateful and so good to talk to you in person, kind of. We need to we need to do an in-person officially one of these days. We have once we to. get COVID out of this, we're doing it. We're having it, we're making it happen. Absolutely. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Latoya. It's Thanks. so great to meet you. So the takeaways are be mom first. Be mom first. That was a good one, by the way. Yes. I was like, ooh. And then just get through it. Right. And, and I've been hard on myself because I've like, oh, these are what his assignments are. He has to get done. And I'm double checking and triple checking everything he yeah. does. Yeah. And I see the frustration that that's on his face. Yeah. Right? And he doesn't hide it <laughs> well at all. Well, and it's interesting because I I think one of the little meltdowns I had, you know, that I had to put myself in time out is... When I was a kid, and even now, I mean, I'm still in school. Look at me. I am a nerd. And school is really important to me. And like getting it right and following the rules is very important to me. And I do feel like I put that on him a little bit and don't give him a little grace. And I do feel for him because I know his teachers are like super laid back and good with him. And I'm like a, you know, a train driver if I'm not careful. You know, I become teacher as opposed to mom who can love him and help him and you know, I become like this taskmaster. And I, and I think that was one of the timeouts I had to put myself in, which was he's doing just fine, Tara, calm down. Yeah, but it's good that you recognize that. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you just need to pause and breathe Take a break. and remove yourself from it. I have found that my solace and my safe space in this house is the bathroom. <laughs> Because that's where I just get away from that's everyone. That's your spot. That's my spot. That is it. And so if something is happening and I just feel overwhelmed or I feel as though I'm going to lose my temper mm-hmm. or I'm not able to deal with the situation, I just remove. Yeah. Take a little break. Go to, go to break. Go Walk hang away. Out, hang out in the bathroom. Yeah, I know. When I, that, the first time it happened, the second time wasn't as big a deal because I think I paused early enough. But the first time when he and I really got going and he started to get these big tears in his eyes, I was like, okay, mommy's going to take a break. I'll be back in 10 minutes. 
<laughs> yeah, well, fall 2020, a lot of stuff has been happening this year. We've mm-hmm. we survived the summer. Yes. We had that six-month spring break, which is now <laughs> over with. The officially. kids are back in school officially, and we've moved into a new season. You know, and We talked earlier about we're moving into election season, yeah. and there's going to be a lot of, of issues that are being brought up, a lot of, of divisiveness that we've seen in our country. And I think it's important for us as moms not to, to shy away from it, yeah. but to stay engaged and stay informed and to keep our kids knowledgeable about things that are going on. And I think that we should try to do that from the lens of equity by sharing information without sharing our perspective. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And, uh, And uh, that's something I really try to practice when I'm talking to my son about things. You know, I try to ask what he thinks or what that looks like for him, you know, as opposed to just telling him how it is or what's right and what's wrong. Um, And I'll tell you, you know, our early conversation when you were talking about having Roman home and being able to like share some of this with him in real time. I mean, that's real. I'm I'm going to take that away as a challenge. I, you know, there's room for that. I love that Gage. you're up for the challenge. Yeah, there's yeah. room for that. And and I um I, I don't think I had seen that opportunity during this school at home, having more time with him at home. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. Opportunities are everywhere, but. Also take away the opportunity to teach your child about current events and also yes. pop culture because you're sitting across from me tonight wearing a Hamilton t-shirt. That's right. And I would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. <laughs> so you have seen Hamilton on Disney Plus. I right? have seen it uh, multiple times on Disney Plus. <laughs> Has Gage watched it with you? Yes. And what about your husband? Yeah. So um, the funny story about Hamilton is Jason and I saw it, uh, my husband and I saw it. Uh, last April it came through town Mm -hmm. and I had been listening to the soundtrack and I knew of it. And then I got Gage on the soundtrack after we saw it. And so Gage already knew all the words and was completely obsessed and very mad that we didn't take him to see it, but we just Mm -hmm. weren't sure at the time. And, uh, and so when it was coming to Disney plus, it was on the family calendar. I came home on Friday. We all sat down together and watched it the first time together. And he's coming in and out. On, I've watched it three more times. He's coming in and out on some of those. I'm like, are you watching this again? And he'll like sit he down for it. his favorite parts. <laughs> and I can't get Roman to watch it. I'm a really? musical theater nerd. He oh. won't watch it. He's still on his little Roblox kick. Oh, this man. This is year two of him watching Roblox. And I'm just like, whatever. Does he know the soundtrack? No, he doesn't. Maybe get him on the soundtrack first. That's a good idea. Because that's that's how Gage was so excited because he loved the soundtrack. We listened to it in the car. Um, He loved George Washington. That was his favorite part. And uh, so it was super fun to watch it on Disney. And the, the cool thing about watching it on Disney Plus, what I love about that accessibility is that when I saw it in person, we were in the balcony, right? So you see the show, but you can't see their faces and you miss all these little nuances. And so watching it on Disney, getting to see it up close and with the original cast, I mean, Every time Kanji crying on my couch, crying and you know when the tears my are going to come. <laughs> yes. Hamilton is so important to yes. see because of the way that Lin Manuel Miranda assembled that cast. Yes, those people of color and some some of the criticism I've heard is well, that's those people weren't didn't look like Alexander Hamilton and George Washington, you know. Yeah, but the fact that he was able to do that so people of color can see themselves in those characters was important. And that takes me back to what we talked about earlier with Senator Harris, because representation matters. It matters. It matters. And when you can see yourself 
in another person doing something, mm -hmm. then you know that you are able to then do that. And that's what I would love to impart on my son is the ability like, hey, you can do and be and achieve anything because look, yeah. this person did it. Look, this person's doing it. So I can see you up there on that stage if you want to do it. I can see you up behind that podium. I can see you as vice president or president of the United States. Can I hear an amen? Yeah, I love it. And then on, on my side of that with Gage is that, I mean, obviously there's plenty of representation for, you know, for him. But what I love about seeing something different is that he can see that the world looks different, right? It yeah. doesn't all look like him. Yeah. And so that's why on our side of that coin, representation matters just as much. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I mean? That. Yeah. No, I love that you're sharing that with them and teaching yeah. them. That's so fantastic. Yeah. This whole thing is fantastic. It so really is. we're about to start another week and I would love for you going into a new week now that you're back in school and Gage is back in school mm -hmm. and we're heading into newness. Mm -hmm. What is your word for this next week going to be? Ooh, what is my word for this week? That's an interesting thing to consider. I didn't come up with it beforehand. Um, it seems kind of cliche, but I think my word for this week is going to be balance. I am swinging pretty wide these last couple of weeks. Like I tend to, all my attention tends to swing on one thing at a time and it causes me a lot of stress because I am focused on this one thing, but I know I've got these 10 other things that I'm not focused on. And I've really been struggling to find a way to kind of even that out for myself. So I'm not just constantly like writing these anxiety highs and then like having to go lay down. So, right. um, so going into next week, I'm last week was really tough for me. I will just admit I really had some struggles with my anxiety, but this week has been better and it's ending much better than it started. And so I'm hoping I can take that balance into next week and be able to be more steady. Good. Yeah. How you about you? Recognize it and you're able to achieve it. Yeah. That's my plan. How about you? What's your word this week? Ooh, my word of the week. I feel like, you know, we were talking about homeschooling and mm -hmm. I grew up as a latchkey kid. So I did a lot of watching of <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock. And, uh -huh. you know, I was like, yeah. I was teaching me. It's like, Sesame Street taught me a whole lot before school did. Is Sesame Street still on? Yes. I don't know any of those characters, but they still got Big Bird, right? Characters. Surely they got Big Bird. <laughs> All I care about is Snuffleupagus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so my word for the week is going to be, uh, speaking of Snuffleupagus, uh -huh. I will say that my word for the week is going to be visibility. Visibility. Yeah. Okay. I think that I just need to be more visible in my work. Yeah. And for a long time, I kind of was invisible behind the scenes on some of the things that I was doing and afraid of speaking out and speaking up. And I like that I'm able to be more visible now. I like that we are more visible because shout out oh, to parents.com. Parents right. Magazine. Parents.com. It's a huge win for us today. Uh, Motherhood in Black and White was named as one of the 10 parenting podcasts you can't miss. You need to get in on. And so we're so excited. And we're so excited because you obviously already know that because you're here. And that's right. <laughs> so you're ahead of the curve. You and know, you, you, are know you can't student. miss this. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. So we're going to go ahead and sign off and go back to to, to parenting our sons, to balancing Mom everything. first, teacher second. That's what we take away <laughs> from it. And maintaining visibility in all that we see and, and the lens that we're looking through. Make sure that it's one of love, grace, and empathy. 
We're signing off. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. And just real quick, thank you all so much for joining us. It's because of you. We were able to have that uh, exposure from parents.com. We're so excited to have you with us. And thank you for sharing the podcast. Please remember, leave us a review. Uh, Make sure you're subscribing. We are on all platforms. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, We're so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take good care. And we out. We out. Latoya's so good. She was so good. When I asked her, she said, Tara, oh my God, I would do anything for you. But the thought of being on air totally stresses me out. And I go, okay, we'll just think about it. You know, we'd love to have you. And then she came back and she said, well, my husband said that he wishes somebody would ask him to be on a podcast. So now I don't want to be lame. (laughs) So shout out Latoya's husband. Tell tell Latoya's husband we got a podcast for him. It's called Brotherhood (laughs) in Black and White. Bringing it to you. Starring Latoya's husband. That's right. I'm trying to learn best practices. <laughs> so thank you for extending me grace, Mr. Podcast Producer. Way to go. Yes. In your brisket shirt. <laughs> but Dan. <laughs> I, I am so glad that he's home so we Wait, can. Like that, what was that? That was. What is that? Tara. Is it me again? No, I don't think so. It was me. It did. It was me. You tried to blame it on Tara. Here we go. No, I was. No, I got it. I just I made one mistake. I have a tendency now to look at everything from a mom lens. Right. You know, yes. like, oh, how would the mom feel? And if I just were cry. me. Yes, yeah. I just cry a lot at Aww. everything. I mean, yeah. Like when I was watching 16 Candles, I first time when it came out, I would look at everything from um What are you doing? <laughs> You're distracted. You can do it. God, you just look at me. You can do it. I'm sorry. I started getting You're distracted. Totally fine. From what I was You're totally fine. You look incredible, so by the way. You're so cute. I just got distracted because I was looking over like what you were doing. Don't worry about it. You're good. This is not a radio show. You're doing great. No, we're fine. This is already way better than last time. (laughs) 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 An Enneagram 2. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) 